What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things New podcast. Y'all, I'm trying to really get this ball rolling. I'm really trying to upload a podcast episode every single week. Um, I'm literally getting ready to leave to Cali today. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's okay. Because we got to film this. And I already literally wrote out all the notes. Y'all know I be studying for these podcasts. I don't just be coming up on there and just chatting. Um, unless God tells me to. Like last week when we did the testimony, that was a little different because it was a testimony. But when it really comes to studying God's word, I take the time to study it. And I, I get in consecration unto the Lord. And I ask the Lord, like, what do you want me to study? What do you want me to talk about? Um, and I think two weeks ago in Bible study or last week, we talked about how God has multiple names, right? He has multiple names that he goes by. And the name that he wanted me to study and focus on for this episode is why he is called a consuming fire. So a lot of the time when I do study, when I do Bible study, I look up the words because words have a lot of meaning, right? When you think of it, Jesus Christ is the word of God made manifest. We know that when God spoke, it happened. So there's an emphasis on the importance of words. And so when you can get behind the scenes and really take in what a word means, it helps a lot when studying the word of God. So I looked up, first of all, what consuming is. It's a feeling and it's a verb. And so of a feeling is to completely fill one's mind and attention. And the verb is to destroy or expend by use, use up to eat or drink up or to devour. Then when you think of fire what does fire symbolize right fire can symbolize light heat warmth life right but on the other side of life it can also symbolize death right um it's like the opposing um the the negatives to, to too much heat fire again can portray um destruction or judgment on the other side, it can also be a representation of purification and refinement. And so when we look at why God is called a consuming fire, it's because God ultimately wants to consume you. He wants to consume your mind and your thoughts, but not the not the consuming of, you know, in a negative light. When you look at the aspect of God, of the personalities, of the names, there's always a good side and there's always a bad side. Not necessarily a bad side, but more of a side of judgment, right? Like when you think of the Lord, Jesus is the lamb, but he's also the lion, right? And I think a lot of the times we forget to study that that lion side to him and we always remember him as the lamb, but he was, he is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. But there are a couple things that the Lord aims to consume and that is he wants your attention, right? Like we just said. He wants to remove all the idols and the idolatry because ultimately we know that as humans, we were created to worship. And so when you are not worshiping God, you are putting your attention on something else, an idol, whether it be a person, whether it be creation, whether it be things of this world, the carnal things that aren't going to come with us. And so ultimately, when you are one of God's chosen, when you are one of God's called, when God wants your attention, he is going to consume everything that is not of him. And that is why we need to sometimes go through the fire to stay on fire. Amen. One thing I noticed, I always be saying amen. And when I'm editing, I'm like, bro, why do I always say that? It'd be throwing me off. But Again, so he looks to destroy the idols in your life so that he can consume and have your attention, right? Um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 23 through 24, read, Take heed unto yourself, lest ye forget the covenant, which is the promise, of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything, which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. 
And I think a lot of the time we forget that we're created in the image of God. And so a lot of the, the feelings and the emotions, actually all of them, derive from Him. You know what I mean? And so because God wants nothing more than a love relationship with you, when your attention is elsewhere, when He's consistently pouring out all His love and His grace and His mercy upon you, it angers Him. But mind you, the Bible, the Word of God also tells us that He is slow to anger, right? He's so patient. He's so kind. And so ultimately, all God wants is a love relationship with us. But when our attention is taken from these idols and these things, the book of Revelation talks about them being dumb idols because they can't see, they can't hear, and they can't move. They don't walk. And he was ultimately using that scripture to compare those idols to himself. Like we serve a God named El Roy who sees all, knows all, hears all. He hears all our prayers. He sees our heart's desires. He sees our thoughts, our feelings. Meanwhile, these idols that we serve, they take, take, take from us. And all he wants to do is give, give, give unto us. And all he wants in return is our hearts, is our love, right? He wants our attention. But when you think of a, a relationship with a partner or even with family members or friends, you just want that reciprocation. You just want that care, that trust, that love, right? And that's all that God wants with us. And so in Deuteronomy, it says that for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God, right? Meaning that when we have our attention away from him, it brings him to that anger. It brings him to that jealousy. Because ultimately, notice how it says in the first verse, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God. Covenant means promise, right? And so ultimately, God is always going to keep up his end of the promise. It's us that fall short. The Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. But because we're co-heirs in Christ, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are now able to strive for that mark. And when we miss it, we have the grace, we have the mercy. But all God wants is for us to make that effort to hold up our end of the deal, to show unto him love and appreciation. Imagine doing everything for somebody and all they want to do is go chase things that don't even benefit them. Like I know y'all know those ones where you have that one friend that is with that partner that's not good for them and you keep telling them. And like you love them so much, but they think you're just jealous or they think you're just angry or, or, or whatever of whatever they got going on. It's like that's how God feels, except God literally all he wants is us. Like he knows what's best for us and he is literally what's best for us. The second thing in which God wants to consume or looks to consume is your enemies, right? So Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 3 reads this. Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee. As a consuming fire he shall destroy them and, how, and he shall bring them down before thy face so shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the lord hath said unto thee so god consumes everything in front of you right um in the book of exodus we see that you know he goes before us in the night season it said that the lord went before them as a pillar of fire right the bible also tells us in psalm 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp for my feet a light on my path Again, going back to last week's episode, we talked about in Psalms 91, it says, He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow being that we're behind, we're under Jesus, we're following in Jesus' footsteps because Jesus has already went down and laid that foundation. That's why it says the rock is my foundation. Because ultimately, all we gotta do is follow the game plan. We just gotta follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And him being a consuming fire, he goes before us and burns up everything that is not of him even when you look at the old testament when the israelites would go and fight for land god would always tell them hey i've went before you already i'm about to deliver them into your hand and so yes notice how the israelites still had a part to play because we are in we are co-heirs in christ 
because we are co-heirs in Christ, God is not just going to gift things to us, although by his grace and by his mercy, sometimes he will. But he wants us to hold up our side of the deal. Because I, the way the Lord depicted this image, it was kind of like this. Imagine a fire that goes before you, right? And so there's this burning flame that's going before me, guiding my path. Because we're co-heirs in Christ, sometimes when we're going through a purification process or a refinement process, or the Lord wants us to learn for ourselves, he'll put us directly in that fire. And then we say, Lord, why can't I see? Why isn't there a fire before me? Whole time we're actually in the midst of that fire. And he's teaching us how to be able to have that discernment, how to be able to know right from wrong, how to be able to walk in the wilderness. But notice that he is always by our side. And again, as the word of God says that, you know, the Bible is a light unto our feet so that we don't stumble. And that depiction in Exodus of it being darkness and the, the flaming fire, the burning fire, which is the Lord, is what guides us. That's literally how it is in life. You see, we live in this fallen world and the word of God is the only thing that will give us life and life more abundantly. The word of God is the only thing that will give us eternal salvation, eternal life, which is a free gift. And so when we read the word of God and it begins to stick to our heart tabernacle and it begins to stick to us and the more time we spend with God, the more we become like God, the more we will burn brighter in this world of darkness and lead others to the light. Because in reality, the people of this world are oftentimes just stumbling in the darkness, the blind leading the blind, not knowing where to find peace, joy, love and happiness. But the Lord Jesus Christ gives us that. And so when we understand, when we begin to understand why the Lord is called these names, including a consuming fire, not only does it help us live better and understand better, but it helps us get to know God better. And when we get to know God better, we're ultimately learning more things about life because he is life. And so when we say, oh, the Lord gave me a revelation, it's not just spiritual tea for us to go on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube and put you guys on or be like, look at how God's talking to me. When we receive revelations, it's the revealing, it's the unveiling of the Lord because the more you grow in intimacy with the Lord, the more he's going to reveal to you. And the way you look at it is like, if you have a friend that you just met, they're most likely not gonna open up and tell you their whole life story and all their deepest, darkest secrets. It's the same thing with God. The more closer you draw unto him, the more you grow in intimacy with him, the more he's going to reveal about himself. But because he's life and he's literally everything, it just blows our mind and it gives us that peace, that joy, that love and understanding. And the more we get to understand God, again, the more we get to understand our circumstances and we understand our life. And so oftentimes I also want to make mention that the Lord is mentioned as a consuming fire, right? Because he's the light of the world and you know, he produces that heat. And so this is why sometimes fire or heat can be a symbol of his presence. And you see that when Moses had his burning bush experience. And this is going to get into our next point that the Lord oftentimes will answer by fire. Now we see in the book of Exodus, God answered by fire. It was in the burning bush moment that the Lord said, I have heard my people's cry. And he sent out Moses to go deliver them from the captivity of Egypt, right? But notice how this is why sometimes the Lord will show his presence in heat. This is why when you pray, sometimes you might begin to get hot or your hands might begin to get hot. It's basically the Holy Spirit making his presence known tangibly. We also know that the Lord, we know that the, because he's a consuming fire, the word of God can be like a fire shut up in our bones, like Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah was a prophet. And so whenever he would get a word, whenever you do something that you you know you're supposed to be doing and God's telling you to do it and he's putting it on your spirit and you're denying it or you're not wanting to do it, 
you'll feel that fire, right? That's that that's that tangible evidence of the Holy Ghost. So I've had that situation where I've had like a prophetic word that I had to give to somebody and me selfishly and in my flesh, I didn't want to. And you know, it was literally like a fire shut up in my bones. He oftentimes will put the ones he loves through the fire so that we can learn and we can grow. And the Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 through 29, it reads this. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain wherefore are we receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved let us have grace whereby we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our god is a consuming fire and so ultimately what god will do like we mentioned before god will burn up anything that is in his path that is not of him and so when we go through the refinement process that's exactly what he's doing he's burning up the things the ideologies the strongholds the way we carry ourselves the people around us that are not of him and so when you are on fire for the Lord and people are not on fire for the Lord, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. But this is what God does. God will burn up those friendships and those relationships that are not of God. And they'll say, well, you're too, too on fire for God. It's too much for me. Right? And the way you got to keep that fire going is you got to get that oil, but the oil, the anointing, it comes in the secret place. Do you see how the word of God and the topics and the discussions that we talk about, they're all interconnected. And so the deeper you dive into certain subjects, the more it's going to make sense, right? When you look at the parable with the 10 virgins, the issue was because they didn't have enough oil in their lap to keep it burning. They got burnt out right but this is why the lord will oftentimes allow us to go through the fire time and time again not only to remind us that he's the ultimate fire but to show us that even through all the trials and the tribulations we are never consumed fully because we serve the almighty one and so that consuming fire when you are not in god it will consume you fully right it will be that judgment and that is for those in rebellion although god is so gracious that a lot of the time he will break he will gracefully break people so that they hit that point i love the saying y'all know what it is it's the god will make you hit rock bottom so you realize that he is the rock at the bottom and so when we're in rebellion even his chosen he'll allow us to go through those trials and tribulations so that we understand hey god really is for me also god will allow certain people to go through the fire he'll allow his wrath to be poured out he'll allow us to go through that refinement to put back that reverence um towards him right sometimes we get a little too comfortable you know when you're with your parents and you get a little too comfortable and they're like yo i'm not one of your little friends sometimes god gotta let that fire come out so that we receive or, or we regain that reverence or that worship and obedience unto him and on the flip side those that continue in rebellion those that truly don't want anything to do with god we see in chapter 20 verse 15 of the book of revelation that god ultimately throws the evildoers the workers of iniquity in the lake of fire right it's his it's the ultimate depiction of his judgment and so other ways that god has answered by fire you guys know that i mention this all the time especially when talking about the false prophets and the prophets of Baal we see that in first Kings chapter 18 verses 20 through 40 y'all can go study that and read it for yourself actually as a matter of fact go study it and drop in the comments what you learned from that story because that that story it's amazing it, it gives you so much revelation on so many different topics so I highly recommend y'all go study that we see the opposition between 
the prophets of the Lord and the prophets of Baal. And in this situation, it was Elijah versus the prophets of Baal, who were all, you know, for Jezebel. Jezebel was kind of the hierarchy. She was the queen that looked overlooked them. And we see that they were that Elijah challenged them to see whose God is real. And God answered by fire. Prophets of Baal were cutting themselves and crying out unto their God all day, all night. And Elijah was like, Where is he? Is he asleep? Is he going to the bathroom? Like, where he at? Because he had that much faith, that much confidence that the God he served was going to answer. And so he did this whole thing where he got 12 stones. I'm, I'm verbatim. I'm paraphrasing. So before someone jumps on my throat and is like, you're wrong. I'm just paraphrasing. And, you know, he poured out water. He poured out sacrifices. And again, there's symbolism in what he did, right? Like the, the rocks were supposed to represent the 12 tribes. The sacrifice was ultimately Jesus Christ. Um, and you know how he took on the judgment and the wrath of God for us to be able to live in unity with with the Lord um, But God ultimately answered by fire and he snatched it up, right? And so a lot of the time we don't even understand the depths of our prayers when we pray Lord I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus What happens is you're gonna go through the fire as you take a sip from the cup of anointing you're going to take a sip from the cup of suffering but we don't understand this and so a lot of the time you begin to complain lord why am i going through this lord i've been going through this my whole life the greater the anointing the more you're gonna have to suffer and i was listening even to a podcast i think it was a sermon actually by vlad and he said he's like if you got if you want to walk in the calling that the lord has for you you need to have a very large threshold of pain you need to be able to bear that pain because ultimately god will answer by fire so you want patience God's about to put you through that fire so that he can uproot the impatience he can tear down that stronghold and he can implement you patience right he's going to put you in positions to be patient in second chronicles chapter 7 verses 1 through 3 we see that Solomon was praying and the consuming fire burnt up the offerings that he gave we know that there's certain things as well when you get in the presence of the Lord there's certain things that cannot come with you. So I don't know about you guys. There's been situations where I've I've gotten to the holies of holies and I've started coughing and uncontrollably crying. Not because of how amazing his presence is, but because there's certain things that you might be carrying. It might be pride. It might be jealousy. It might be arrogance, self-righteousness, all these things. And it literally can't stand in the presence of the Lord. It can't. Right? And we see this in Isaiah chapter 6 verses five through seven, right? Isaiah was like, you know, don't send me like I'm a sinner. And so what the angel did, I think it was a seraphim. I'm pretty sure it was a seraphim. It took a burning coal, right? A burning coal and placed it on Isaiah's mouth to burn up all the words of iniquity, all the things basically to tame the tongue, right? Because that is super, super crucial when walking with the Lord. And so in the presence of God, there's certain things that cannot stand or cannot last. Oh, another example too, in Leviticus chapter 10 verses 1 through 2, Aaron's sons went into the tabernacle and it says they burnt a strange fire before the Lord, meaning that the fire that they were burning was not of the Lord. And so because of that, God killed them right then and there. That was the judgment. That was the judgment right there in the tabernacle. And so oftentimes people be like, well, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. But it's like, or, or they'll be like, oh, that's so mean. It's like, you haven't studied the lion aspect. God is a, God is a God of war as well, right? You look at the old Testament, they were warring, right? It's not sweet out here. God is not, God is a sweet, he's so sweet, but like, it's not sweet like that. Like he don't play. Okay. God don't play. That's why you gotta have that reverence. I fear the Lord. That's why the beginning of wisdom is if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's Proverbs. It's a Proverbs. But when we are in Christ, we do not need to fear about being consumed completely by the fire. Shout out Brother Stefan because he put me onto this gem and I'm putting you guys all on. So y'all know how the Bible says that our faith will be tested like fire, right? Like, like, like gold is purified by fire. 
that precious metal. And so uh, a brother did research on it because he had his own sermon on it. But when he dropped this gem, I had to steal it. I had to steal that nugget. And I'm, I'm going to put you guys on. So do you know how gold is purified? Literally what happens is the person that's purifying the gold puts that precious metal into the fire. And as they put it into the fire, they'll take it out and all the yucky metals come to the top. They rise up. And what, what the person that's purifying the metal does is it scrapes it off, right? Do you know how the person knows that the gold is done being purified? This is the gem right here. This is the gem. It, he gets the gold. He looks at it. And once it begins to reflect him, he knows that it's done. Bro, that's exactly how God deals with us. God will put us through the fire, put us in situations, put us in circumstances. All the yucky strongholds that the enemy has planted begin to rise up. And that's why refinement is not comfortable. But maybe maybe you struggle with selfishness. Maybe you, maybe you have a, a root issue from childhood trauma that you thought you got over. But that situation triggered it. God will allow it to rise to the surface so you see it. So you could bring it to him in prayer. He will refine you. He'll scrape it off. And then he'll take you up out of the fire when he looks at you. And you begin to reflect more of him. Bro, what? What? When, when my brother told me that, I was like, yeah, no, nah, that's crazy. Like, God is awesome. He's so amazing. You're so amazing. But yeah, so Daniel 3 is the best depiction of this, right? The story with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting thrown in the fiery furnace, right? You know, they were, they were, and, and in that situation, they were actually following through with their faith. Their faith was tested because they were told you need to bow down. If you don't bow down, you're getting thrown into the fire. The Bible says that the fire was so hot that the men that threw them in died while throwing them in, Right? But this is showing how when you are one of God's, God will put you or God will allow you to go through those trials and those tribulations and other people would not be able to step in your shoes. They would not be able to understand how you are still breathing after everything you went through. But by the grace of God, by the word of your mouth, by your testimony, people are going to come to the kingdom of God and by his grace, you are still here and you are still breathing. Sometimes you don't even got to open up your mouth. Sometimes the fact that you're just breathing is a testimony in itself, right? you know, they got thrown into the fire and it allowed everybody around them to see that there was somebody else in the fire. There was a fourth person that looked like the son of man, son of God. And, you know, that depicts that Jesus is always with you in the middle of the fire, right? And you sometimes you got to go through the fire to come out on fire. Sometimes you got to go through the fire so that people around you, A, can know that you're a child of the Lord, but also to know, hey, God is real. Like, God is real. Like, how could this person go through everything they went through and still serve God? Like, what is, and still be joyous, right? The Bible says that when they came out of the fire, not a hair on their body was singed. They didn't even smell like smoke, right? And so a lot of us don't look like the fire that we've been through. I know I don't. I hope I don't. I know I don't, because I've been through a lot. And I say that to say, not, oh, poor me, but I say that to say, glory be to God that I'm still here and still breathing, in Jesus' mighty name. And so ultimately, I think the, the best understanding is to know that Jesus Christ walks with us in that fire. That you might not understand why you went through what you went through. And I talked about this in the in the episode of, I think it was Purpose in the Pain. Y'all should go check that out. That's a gem. I forget who mentioned it, but somebody said it on the Bible study in Zoom. It's crazy because the only way that you're going to be able to quench the fire that you're going through is by water, right? Like fire is quenched by water. 
But this kind of fire can only be quenched by that living water, which is Jesus Christ. And so this is why when you're going through the fire, be sure that you're in your word. Be sure that you're still praising. Be sure that you're still spending time with God because, you know, God's allowing you to go through that fire. He's the only one that could really take you out. But ultimately, we have to understand that the one of the Lord's titles is a consuming fire. And so when you begin to understand, you know, that about him and that he answers by fire, you're going to understand your prayers to a deeper capacity. And you're going to be able to praise him even in the trial and in the tribulation because you're going to know that he's refining your faith. Sometimes, you know, it'll actually help you like, Lord, why am I going through this fire? Is it due to the consequences of my own actions? Is God trying to burn up the idols in my life? Right? Or... Is it like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You've been doing everything right, but the Lord is just testing your faith to see, you know, if you're for real. Because I know God's tired about the fakes. He's tired of the fakes. And that's what he's doing right now. He's sending out fire. Y'all, I don't even want to get into that. Because <laughs> he's really about to pour out his wrath on people. And that's why those that are in the faith, you just got to intercede. You got to trust the process. You got to intercede and understand that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. They truly do. And so today was a little bit short, but that's okay because, you know, I got to get my nails done and um, I got to go to the gym and I leave at like six. It's only nine though. Pretty good timing. Um, so I pray that this is edifying for you guys in Jesus' mighty name. Um, thank you guys for all your support up to this point. If you feel led to sow, you can go visit allthingsnewministries.com. You can also go there to share your testimony or drop a prayer request. Um, again, I will be in California. Hopefully, I get this out while I'm in California so we can plan something. Maybe lay hands, cast out some devils. I don't know. We're going with the flow. Um, but again, I'm truly appreciative of you guys. Um, keep your eyes out for new episodes dropping. Um, I'm definitely going to drop an episode this coming week on the love of God. We had a Bible study on it and it was super edifying. Um, so I'm definitely going to be working on that. Um, also be sure to drop ideas for what episodes or what topics I should look into and study because I actually love doing these podcasts. I think the worst thing is editing. So I'm about to hire an editor. So if you know somebody, hit my line. Um, yeah. That being said, I love you guys. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed, be encouraged, and I'll see y'all later. Bye!